Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. to Chris and Adam and Courtney Cronin. Bleck and Abdallah will be with you on the air from 6 to 8 That's tonight, right. by the way. Crosstalk is brought to you by Club Hawthorne Betting Bars, featuring horse racing, video nice slots, and sports betting throughout What's Chicagoland. Coffee. Nice coffee. How Sylvie is, is off today. Jeff Can Miller in with Watson. Yeah, pour me a cup. Uh, yes, Sylvie's, uh, Sylvie tapped out for the day. He's yeah, got the, got the bug. Oh, this got was unscheduled. This was unscheduled. Unscheduled day off. You know, he's just a little tired. Sick. He's got, oh, the, uh, he's got the virus. He's no. got whatever we all had. The virus. Well, I, I, you, you My wa- daughter tested positive for the flu today. I was about to Did say. Influenza A? And I never I know. know. I never B. know if they're trying Probably to create B. a stir as they do like with the weather sometimes. But the news says everything's up. Like the flu oh, 200%. Yeah. It's COVID. Have you guys gotten your flu shots? I was going to get mine no, and then no, got the no, flu. No, 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 I'm a little more skeptical the of the shot. medical professions <laughs> in the world. Okay, that's uh, fair. Nowadays than I, than oh. I was in the Ooh. past. I'm sorry. I, I'm not skeptical. I'm just lazy. No, I'm not lazy. <laughs> I just, uh, it's I'll just venture, too much to go to Walgreens. I'll venture into natural remedies more than I'll venture into uh, anything provided by the pharmaceutical companies. Don't drop your phone. Someone might grab it and take it, take it down. Have we resolved they, anything? Are no, we close nothing. to resolution? Or? Maybe close, but yeah. uh, we haven't solved anything. They tried breaking in late last night. I got an they email. Did. Didn't get in, which people, is good. You know what? I know. People are They're horrible. Strange, aren't they? Yeah. They're horrible. People are horrible. We took some calls from some people that, you know, claim to be good Samaritans and things. And claim. I like how you're... But, right. You, you don't they, even trust wait, I can't, their claim. I can't, I can't verify their stories. But how about Yurko? So he finds a wallet today. Mm-hmm. And he says if there was cash in it... You would have taken it? Yeah. But at least return no, the wallet. Yeah. No, you wouldn't have. Well, it depends how you much know, is in there. No, it's a little finder's fee. If there was 500 in there, I'd have, I'd have taken a couple hundred bucks. Uh, no, you wouldn't and have. Just, I no, found really, the wallet like today. It didn't nope. have any money in it. It was one of those just bendable ones where nope. you could put maybe mm-hmm. two IDs and three credit cards sure. in that kind of thing. Yes. I saw it. I was carrying sandwiches in for the morning show I, I because I had paying lost off your debts. Yeah. yeah, I got one too. Thank you. And I, then, I, uh, I don't I don't and, believe. And then I had my valise in the other hand. Mm-hmm. So I just picked it up, looked at it, and went to the little uh, hut where our security people are at mm-hmm. in that little house. Yes, yes, yes. And I went in there. I said, listen, I don't have enough time. I would look it up. I would call the guy. I says, can you, you know, can you find this guy and get him his stuff back for him? So hopefully, somebody's down so here. So he would have never taken money stuff. out of his stuff. If there was two hundred dollars, no, you would have. have taken all two. No, you wouldn't have. I You're just playing you. Tommy, a game, Tommy. You would not have. Tommy. No, you wouldn't have. But nobody thought when the candy Good. stand was Good. left open at St. Andrew the Apostle Grade School. <laughs> you were a, me you were a and child. One of my cohorts. You were a yes. child. Yes. Who remained nameless because he asked me never to mention this story with his name in it again. <laughs> so he will remain nameless. But. We wouldn't know Him who it was I. anyway. You never give names. You give nicknames. <laughs> Listen. The Flying Dutchman yeah. was uh, with me yeah. when we did this. Me and Jello. But either way, we went through that candy stand like two professional bank robbers. Nice. New, new, what well, to Nestle, leave, Nestle what not to leave. Swedish Tommy, fish. Tommy, I believe yes. him because who would, no. who would admit to creams, that? Who yes. Marty doing that? The good we went through all the good yes. stuff. No, hey. no, 56-year-old Johnny has just played all the a good game stuff. Right. because yes. when no. Johnny was that Sam kid, Andrew bags. he didn't have what Johnny has now. Right. Johnny right. knows that if he found $200 in that wallet, that $200 is not going to have the impact on his life that it may have to the person that 
had the two hundred dollars as well. Me and my buddy, of you. I appreciate that, Tommy. You're so sweet. Me and my man, we got out of there with about forty five percent of the candy stand. Yeah, Ooh. all the good stuff. We took all 45%. the good stuff. Forty five percent. That's and aggressive. Out, and as is per pockets usual, full of candy. I know. If you have not pockets, oh. we had gym bags gym full. Bags full. Mm-hmm. As is per usual, and most police officers and law enforcement officials will tell you, you go back to the scene of the crime. Mm. Later that night, we came back, and it was, oh, my God, what happened? Yeah, I've seen a lot of crime oh, shows recently, and there's a lot of that. Let's do it. what happened? Jeez. I can't believe somebody would do that. Wait, how old were you? Dude, I was in eighth grade. Right. Eighth like, grade. Like, oh, yeah. That's, this that's was this is, five five this, is, this is 56-year-old yeah. Johnny who spent 10 years in the NFL and is a Radio Hall of Famer who's not going to keep your $200, people. I'm taking If I find no, your wallet, there's money you're in there. Just a <laughs> I'm taking bag. the first 200 you're for myself and I'll leave the rest. Okay? Is, it, is it that a good deed, bad deed thing then? No, no. Say there's 2000 in there. I take all two and take the wall and dump it in the garbage. No, you would not. Keep all two grand. I dump the wall and straighten it in the garbage. That is the biggest lie you probably have ever told in your life. Uh, You're not that guy. I'm a bad person. Yeah, like I I don't know why you're playing, you know, Johnny the bad guy. Right now. I'm a bad person. I kind of believe him, Tommy, because I no. think he would at least justify no. it by returning the wallet. I'm a good person. I return the wallet. Mm. I found somebody's driver's license, I think at Midway. I was picking up my wife. And I didn't, I, instead of giving it to someone. Drop in the mail? I put it, yeah. I, yeah. I, I saw the, yes. the address and just put it in the mail and sent it back well, to you don't even. I think you could just drop it in the mail and they'll, they will return it. You don't even need to put it in an envelope. What? Yeah, I wouldn't license. put it. Well, I'm it just could saying, get like, lost I, I think in it's the mailbox. Well, you to put the license in the mailbox, not They'd in the mailbox. lost. When they get lost. I mean, it doesn't make me a bad no. person. Finders keepers, you know? Again, a finder's fee. When finders you're keepers. 10, yes. When you're 56 <laughs> and successful, it makes you an asswipe. <laughs> you're being harsh, Tommy. I got to be honest. Most because of you're th- lying. If you judge, lose your wallet, though, it's Judge the, ye, at least they not be judged. I'm, not, I'm judging you you're in judging a positive me, yeah. way, not a negative way. He's telling you you have too high You have too high, high. No, yes. he's telling you. I, I didn't believe when you had too high an opinion, opinion of, of your coach. That's, I could be a real right. jerk. You guys don't know yeah, me. Yeah, but not, in this, not on this front. I, I didn't blink when he said this. I believed him. I'm a terrible person <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's got that side. We all have the side, ability yeah. to be awful people. Yes. We, we can be. I agree, Yerk. I'm not always the... Jesse, would you keep the, the 200 bucks if it was no, in somebody's wallet if you found a wallet? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I, I just would feel karma would come back and bite me. Carmen would? Carmen, Carmen and karma. Yeah. Carmen would? But, but like Yerko, I would hope... Bite him right in the inner we, thigh. We, we took some calls and there were like so many ungrateful... Because he has that Mustache. So many ungrateful people when when a good deed is done to it. Like I would hope we would get a reward for it. You know, well, so like you're looking well, for something. Right. Oh, you're not happy with the good But I would hope for a reward. You're not looking. You're happy to do a good deed, but then you got your hands out. Yeah, I know you're not doing a good deed. What you're trying to do is just so to earn something. In essence, Yurko's just cutting out the middleman. He's taking the finder fees. So that's what he said. He's not expecting anything back. He's just taking the reward ahead of time. I mean, I didn't steal nothing. So I mean, I didn't bump a guy in the I'll head. I'll be honest. With so a billy club and take his money. You for me, so if, full of garbage. If I lose my wallet, the bigger issue is the documentation, yeah, the state said. ID, yeah. the yeah. credit cards. Much rather take the money, send yeah, back. And that I'm was just his saying, point. The big goof isn't taking any of your stuff. He's yeah. delivering it to the guard shack hey. and saying, hey, I found this Why in the garage. He's delivering it to the love shack, baby. <laughs> love shack, baby. <laughs> Love Shack, baby, Love Shack. 
You know the group? I think he'd be 52. Take the money and use it at the Love Shock if I know you're. You know. Oh, is there a love what shack you, somewhere around? Yeah. Where is, there, is there a love shack around yeah. town? Where is the love shack what, at? It's wherever Yurko lays his head. That's, yeah. the, that's, the, that's the love wow. shack. Oh, You're so man. sweet. Thank you. So what did you guys talk about today? Oh, we talked to a little Justin Fields. We talked a little bit to Kevin <laughs> Jenkins. You, have you heard of him, Waddle? Yeah. Yeah. Have, like this, that's like We're banging your head against that. the wall. We yeah. started looking through the yellow pages for Greg Roman, trying to find out I where heard, I Greg heard you Roman. say that. I'm Look, a big Greg Roman He guy. loves Greg Dude, Roman. You didn't even know what his name was I yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. That's yeah. Roman They no. cut ties with him in Baltimore because it got stale too quick. Okay. Well, also well, because your quarterback was injured. Remember last year they yeah. lost in the first round of the playoffs sure. because he's been injured for the last two years. When you run uh, an RPO heavy yeah, offense, your quarterback's going to get hurt. Your yeah. shelf life is shorter and, than the And those odds that are don't. at some point Justin Fields will get hurt too if that's what you when run. The Bears well, he has offense. been hurt every year he's played here. Yeah, the truth. But you, we can agree that he's not a classic pocket pocket passer. No, he's agreed. He's when not the, a classic pocket. So you've got to do some RPOs there to make him active, to make him the most effective he could possibly be. There's got to be some RPOs. When the Bears offense is good enough to get stale, I'll then come talk to me. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like, who, they got stale after has, three, four, five years of success. Who has more influence on whether or not your offense is stale than any other player on the field? Well, who no. has the most influence? Yeah, on the that? quarterback. So, I don't so know why you're saying. Why are you setting the bar right here? Why are you setting the bar like way down here? Why are you setting the bar down here? I'm not saying the bar down Well, I've heard you say you just need to get a ton of great players around him. <laughs> yeah. You can put a ton of great players well, around me, and I may be able to chuck the pill at 56. What? That's the point. The point is, Jesse. Make our guy quarterback. What? But the point, Proof. but the point is, is that position you're expecting the opposite. You're expecting that position, I, the one that is the most highly paid, to make others. But what's the better. second best thing when you don't have a Hall of Famer there? Build around, okay. build a monster around him. I, if you convince me that Caleb Williams is a Hall of Fame generational guy, Listen. I'm in. But you can't convince me. Hey, that I don't even. Why, why does okay. he have to be wait, wait, a wait. Hall of Fame generational guy? What if they just decide up at Hallis Hall? Yeah. Not me, because I'm not yeah. an. Yeah. I'm not a college quarterback expert. What if they believe they've come to the conclusion that he's just a better quarterback from inside the pocket? Then I, in if particular, if he's ten percent better, I don't think it's worth using the number one pick. If he's eighty uh, percent better, the wait, then wait. I think it is. Yeah, uh, yeah but we're not going. to You're never. You can't put a percentage on it because how good a quarterback is Justin Fields? It's year three, and nobody really can answer that. You've well, got because a lot of, they hired a defensive-minded okay, head coach and a quarterback sure. and, a, and an they, offensive they, they, uh, coordinator that okay. worked with Aaron Rodgers. They've, they've made a, some poor decisions, but during and I'll agree with you. Like it hasn't worked out great with Justin Fields, but. The other stuff that comes into play is you need to make a decision on Justin Fields. You need to pick up his fifth-year option. Do you think Justin Fields would would sign a five-year? Hundred million dollar deal to be a quarterback? No, not, no, because that's not the going rate no. for a quarterback who's a starter in the NFL on their second contract. The funny thing is, Tommy, I'm not the biggest fan. I wasn't even when he came out of college and they took him. I wasn't, but I see how the assets the Bears have, and I know I, yeah, I know I got to you when I mentioned Brock Purdy. But if you Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, if you build, okay, but it just come on. I'm like, just saying just you have that, the you greatest you team ever well, around you. You, you have you a chance to do that here with all, one, one. with all the cap space and the picks you have. You have a chance to build a monster around him. Okay. That, so when, be, when, you, when you point to Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco, you are suggesting that this is the anomaly over here. You have to admit that. Yeah. You don't build your team looking for an anomaly. Like, look, I just and, and by the way, they may come to the conclusion that 
the quarterbacks that are coming out in this draft that they don't think are worth right. using the first pick on. And if they don't come to that conclusion, they shouldn't pick one. Yes. Then they should move forward with the plan they have. Yeah. I'm not suggesting your plan is is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm ridiculous. just I'm just saying to you it's that just stupid. <laughs> no, I, it's not what I'm saying. I'm joking. I, I'm, I'm joking. No, I, I'm, no, because you believe in it too. I, I, I know you do. I'm right saying now. like what we should be looking for is the most important position in all of sports: lift others the, up around I, I, him. I, I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Cousins and, makes people better. And I guess you're right. Wait, let me ask you a yeah. question. And I said this to Cap this morning right. and Dion. Do you think they traded a second-round pick to Montez for Montez Sweat and gave him $100 million and was hoping that Justin Jones made him better? No. Or did you do Other what you around. did yeah. because Montez Sweat is a true multiplier and he makes everyone around no, him better? You're right. And I, without a doubt... have lived here my whole life, was hoping for a quarterback that would make other people better as well. Um, but that hasn't happened. And, oh, I get, I get and, it. And, and you're right. I'm no evaluator. If, the, if they think Caleb Williams is that guy, then you're probably right. Take him. But well, there's no if problem. There's if you come to that mark, conclusion, yeah, and then you take then it. you have to. But if there's Listen, a question mark, I there's would, always though. Well, Chess, there's always going to be some people uh, who are questioning. Well, Listen, there yeah. was no question mark with Peyton Manning. Listen, there you know. was though. There was some question as the draft approached. People were having the debate. I know you worked in the and yeah, Chicago radio yeah, at the yeah. time. Should we take Ryan, Ryan Leaf, Leaf or yes, Peyton you Manning? Know so, I said Ryan Leaf. So you're, oh, there's you always a question leading to that point for you. And I was wrong. For me, what's that? That, that the known is Fields. He's not a Hall of Famer. He is a starter. He has a unique skill set. Let's he's build around him. He's a starter because the Bears drafted him with a first round well, I'm pick. Just saying he's better than a lot of backup. He's better than almost okay, every. He, backup. he may be a top twenty quarterback in this league, but there's plenty of teams in this league who have top twenty quarterbacks who have five hundred records. And ultimately, where does that get you? Because they don't not, have a monster around him. That's been my point, Tommy. I, here, I said yesterday. It's easier, though. If wait, wait, wait. all you had was the first pick and no cap space and no other capital, then I would take Caleb Williams and roll the dice. But because you have all these other things, why waste it on another quarterback when you could build this monster around him? That's my point. But wait, wait, wait. It's about the situation you're in now, Just, which, is, which is all this... There is assets. okay, but there is there is risk attached to guys that you're drafting. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. so in the yeah. other route you take, you have to look at things from a financial front. Okay, what's it cost you next year? Six million, but you have to pick up the option, right. so you're on the hook for another twenty. Right? Yeah. yeah. Is that and then what? Then what are you going to do? You want to you want to franchise him after that? Are you going to sign him to a long term deal, depending on how he plays? But right. what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't become the player that you were hoping he was going to become? And you watch Caleb Williams or Drake May or JJ McCarthy do what CJ Stroud is doing. Like well, again, so th- Jess, I'm not like watch, I'm what? talking to you from kind of a zoom out sure, mentality, I get it. I get not it. even just specifically looking at Justin, but looking at the situation this group finds themselves in. To, and for me, the the real debate is not even listen. There's been enough people who have said what they've seen from Drake May versus Caleb Williams is a real question. There's lots of NFL people who believe that Drake May might be the better bet, you, but not nevertheless. Both these two quarterbacks, almost everybody unanimously will agree, they would probably have been picked higher than Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud last year had they come out, had they had the ability to come out. 
definitely Caleb Williams would have been. And and it looked and, it, and they'd probably maybe be proven wrong already because C.J. Stroud does look almost generational. Well, and people will say to you, Jess, they'll say, well, look, you know, there's uncertainty. Look at the Carolina Panthers. They drafted Bryce right. Young, and look how that's going. And my response to them is, be the Texans. Don't be the Panthers. Get it right. It's yeah. what you're paid millions of dollars to do. Right. You, you I, I understand. Listen, correctly. As someone who, like, I love the idea of building up the team into a monster if you can do that. Who wouldn't but, want to but, do that? But the truth is that there's so much uncertainty, especially as you go lower in the draft. If the Bears trade the first overall pick for three first-round picks, they're not going to have, in all likelihood ever again, the first overall pick. They hit the lotto by the fact that the Panthers selected Bryce yeah. Young and have been Awful. Unbelievable. That's my point. Like, you've hit the lotto. Why reset things? Unless you're completely sure, Tommy. I've been saying that the whole time. If you are completely sure this guy does elevate everyone, then I'm all in. Well, Jess, nobody's going to use the first pick of the draft. You shouldn't. You're not worth your salt. Am I right, Johnny? If you're not sold on a guy, you don't pick that person first. You move. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I agree. With so, that. like, I mean, that's a move. given. That's I'm a given. If you if you don't think that either any right. of these quarterbacks are I worthy, saw you don't go Mel's there. list that had uh, uh, Sanders, the Colorado quarterback, as like Shittier a six Sanders. player. Yeah, mm-hmm. six player taken. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to come out. I didn't see though. that oh, overall. Was, but that's oh no. Yes. Oh no! Oh, yeah, I didn't see Kuiper. it. No, Yurko's right. I've seen Shadier Sanders. Yeah, Kuiper's last. I think he he had Caleb Williams one and Marvin Harrison two and May three. Yeah, Shadur. Uh, didn't he have Jaden Daniels four on that list, or was that not Mel? Maybe you that guys, was Matt. Uh, you guys haven't been beating the drums for your guy Harbaugh here. Do you guys know something? No, I was thinking that driving in today that yeah. the Jim Harbaugh conversation hasn't been nearly has as... disappeared since yeah. the uh, you know early portions of well, uh, November. Whenever well, you know, nobody's well, playing. Well, college gonna football's say, not, it's going to heat yeah. up. Yeah, it'll heat up as when the they come back. Roll in here, but that was it about the Ohio State Michigan. All of a sudden, yeah. you know. Uh, we start hearing everything about uh, Harbaugh, 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 and now I don't I, hear anything. Because well, they're just not wondering oh. if maybe you guys have got some information. Uh, no, or you're privy to I something. Don't. I'm going to say this. Quick, I'm going to rush them off because Justin Fields is oh, meeting okay. the media. I know we want to carry it. Guys, so. have a great. Jesse, Jesse, you may want to run up to Rogers. Dallas Hall and, and catch the press conference in person. <laughs> Talk to you later, guys. Right, have a good one. Right. We take you to Dallas Hall right now as Justin Fields meets the media. Did there was there. Uh, a theme throughout why you guys couldn't connect on some of those deep balls? I mean, yeah. Uh, like the one we talked after the game on Sunday, the one to Moon, I, I just tried to guess where he was. I couldn't see him. Uh, the other one, first play of the game, I got hit, so kind of affected the throw a little bit. And what other ones are you talking about? I mean, just, just I think you threw probably. I know, but like, I'm trying to, you know, explain each one. I found two. Which, in the end zone, third down. He's in the end zone. You're talking about the third quarter. Oh, I mean, yeah, that was just good, good defense. Justin, what is No, nah, you good. You good? All right, but what does it mean to you when one of your teammates expresses support for you as the starting quarterback long term? Because that's what DJ did following the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you? Oh, it means a lot, you know. Uh, you know, they they know the work I put in. Um, you know, I try to put my best foot forward every day. I try to lead the team, you know, the best way possible. So um, you know, just glad I'm, you know, making a positive impact and that my teammates feel feel that way about me. So definitely definitely yeah, so glad. We've talked about this a couple times this year about you're aware that everybody's got their opinions about your future. <laughs> what do you think uh, from a personal level that you have shown the Bears in your third season? Um, you know, improvement. Uh they know. They know. Everybody knows. You know who I am in the building. So um, you know, like I said, I control what I can control, and you know, that's it. Uh, yeah. So 
When you watch back the tape from Cleveland in some of those short yardage situations that set you up in third and really long, like what did you? Was there a common theme from some of those early on about why you guys were in those situations on third? In the third and longs? Yeah, I mean, just what was happening on first and second down? Like why those short yards, like the third and one, the fourth and one? Why they didn't want? Yeah, I mean, first and second down. Um, like I said after the game Sunday, we really didn't get the run game going like we wanted to. Um, and you said why were we in third and short? The like. Last couple of weeks, we saw the third and one, the jet sweep that didn't work, the fourth and one against Detroit with DJ. Like, mm-hmm. do you have – how does that work in terms of, like, your say as far as are we going to do a QB sneak here? Are those situations that they might come to you and ask you what you're comfortable with if you feel like that's – Not in those situations, no. Nah. You know, they come with me with the, to the get, they come to me with the game plan and, you know, see what plays I like. But short yardage players, I mean, we've had, you know um, – the fourth and one that we ran, we've had that in for about five, six weeks now. It's just the first time we pulled it out. But, um, yeah, the fly sweep, I mean, we have a criteria where we hand the sweep off or do the quarterback sneak and, you know, we ran the play and they just made a good play on defense. So, um, you know, they get paid too on the other side of the ball. You know, they have the top, they're the top defense in the, NFL, in, in the league for a reason. So, um, I mean, yeah. Uh, like I said, Sunday, there were some plays and, you know, some situations where we could have executed better. But, uh, you know, you got to give props to Cleveland's defense. So, yeah. On, on the last drive of the first half, that was one of the more encouraging possessions of the day for you offensively. I'm curious what you saw when you went back and watched it that you liked about the way you guys managed the drive. And then, obviously, the end, you didn't get those last eight to ten yards that, that you really wanted. What did you see at the end? Um, I mean, yeah, did a good job. Operation two-minute, um, you know, getting – a chance to get a shot at a field goal, and then the last one, I, I just gotta you know stop moving with the ball so that safety can't get involved rather than lead him. And you know, I stop him with the ball, down down, um, down down clock, and we kick a field goal. But um, yeah, I think everybody operated well uh, in and out of the huddle. Two minute, um, did a great job, put out some plays that we haven't ran in a few weeks. So everybody executed them well and um, went good. So yeah. When you were in Minneapolis, you were able to drive it to the end of the game, kick the winning field goal. But as a whole this year. How do you evaluate what you guys have been like in two-minute, four-minute at the end of games? For a team that practices it so often, uh, is it as good as you want it to be? I mean, no. I mean, at the end of the day, it's never going to be as good as you want it to be um, because, you know, we strive for perfection. But how many times are you going to get to perfection? Mm, Probably never. So, um, you know, we always strive to be better in everything we do. Um, You know, uh, there's going to be always room to grow. Every play, every situation, two-minute. You know, sudden change, third down execution, red zone, go zone execution. So, um, you know, um, like I say, we get the play call. We try to execute it the best we can, and um, it's not the result we want. We come back next drive and try to do it again. So, um, But I don't think you're ever going to be satisfied with, you know, um, a game, whether you throw for 300 yards, have three CDs, like there's always going to be something that you can get better at and improve on. So, yeah. You guys have been facing the past in recent weeks. Uh, first of all, is it a relief to not maybe have the kind of games planned for that this week? And then what kind of unique challenges does a team like the Cardinals present when they don't have that? I mean, yeah. Um, you know, they still have some talented guys over there. They do a lot of stuff. Uh, of course, they're new D.C. Uh, this year. Um, you know, they do a lot of sim pressures. At that five DB show, the the back end of the defense, you know they they hold their shell for as long as possible, give you some um, you know messed up looks. So it's going to be important for the guys to confirm coverage post snap, and um you know just kind of watch film because it is an unfamiliar 
opponent. You know, we don't play them twice a year like we do the Lions or the Packers or somebody like that. But um, yeah, I mean, just gonna be have to be focused each and every play, and you know, uh, the shell and like I said, the different pressure that they bring on third down. So um, yeah, it's gonna be a good test for us this weekend. When I when I asked what you've shown, you said improvement was the first yeah. thing that came out. It, very specifically, or as specific as you can be with us. Uh, where do you see that improvement in yourself? This everywhere. Year? I mean, from from everywhere. I mean, I'm not about to. I, I just, you know, it's just a lot of stuff. Like I say, when where can I improve? I say everything. So, um, you know, I I feel like I get this question a lot, but you know, you guys ask me where can I improve, and I say everything because I like I said earlier, like there's always room for improvement. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to put my best foot forward. You know, take care of the ball. Uh, that's the number one thing on offense, and um. Put points to the board. I told y'all on Sunday that my goal is to put up 28 points uh, a week for the defense because, you know, the way they're playing right now, that's more than enough. And, you know, when you have a defense that's playing as good as they are right now, um, I mean, it makes our job way easier. So, like I said, we just have to play better complementary football when they give us the ball, short field or a turnover, uh, punch it in the end zone and um, score points, put it on. You and everyone in the locker room invest so much time and energy into trying to get to the playoffs, trying to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You get to this point in the season, and it looks unlikely that you have a chance to play in the playoffs. What what what's the what's the impact on you after you invest so much to try and get to this point and have that opportunity? I mean, yeah, um, you know, uh, of course, if we don't make the playoffs, then uh, it's tough because, of course, that's the goal of everybody in the building. But um, I mean, at this point, no matter whether you know we're already eliminated, um, everybody plays for each other. Uh, if I come in the building, I know that my old linemen are putting in work. Um, you know, running backs putting in work. I'm not. I'm, I'm playing for them. You know, so um, I think I've said that to y'all before. But I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't play for myself. I'm, I'm playing for the man beside me, my uh, brother beside me. So uh, it's 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 more than a game, to be honest with you. Uh, it's 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 more. So uh, when you get to go out on the battlefield and you know be able to compete with them and be able to play with them because one thing I don't do, I, I don't take the game for granted. Um, you know, I don't know when my last game is going to be. Um, I could get hurt, have a, you know, career ending injury next game, but not going to whip, but it's just like, that's the truth of the matter is. So I'm going to play, you know, um, every play my hardest, uh, every game, you know, the best I can and um, go out and play for them, go out and, you know, give my best effort for, you know, the, the guy beside me. So, yeah. There you go. There's Justin Fields at Hellas Hall. Yeah, the young man's got a great perspective in a tough situation. You know, you're 24, 25 years old, and you're you're under the microscope for an entire season. And you know, he's he's handled himself brilliantly all year long. Now they, you know, they're going to have some really difficult decisions up at Hellas Hall over the next month. He talked about appreciating his teammates' support, specifically DJ Moore, who yeah. came out after Sunday's game. Darnell Mooney did as well. Absolutely. And I don't think any Bears fan has ever questioned his effort. He, no, I think everyone no. knows he does give his best effort. Yeah, absolutely. The real question is, is his best good enough? Well, you ask that question about franchise? everybody. Mm-hmm. You ask it about, you know, is is it best? Is Braxton Jones' effort, you know, the, the best? Is it good enough for them to continue on with him as your starting left tackle? Um is your offensive coordinator's consistent play calling? Is it good enough to take your offense where it needs to go? Is your head coach doing everything he needs to to do to be the leader that this team needs? Um, you can ask that question about everybody. There and was 
you know, these are all these are all questions that that at least one guy, if not two guys in the building are going to have to answer. There was more in there as well that I want to react to. 312-332-3776. If you want to jump on in, talk a little bit about Justin Fields there, what he said at his press conference. Of course, we are your home of the Bears ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller in for Sylvie today on Waddle and Sylvie. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. City of Chicago. I'm Jeff Meller. In for Sylvie today. Is everyone in your family okay? Like, Sylvie's out. He's sick no. today. No, Is everyone sick? Uh, Alex, we've been joking about this. My son Alex, he was sick first. Yeah. I think he's finally turned the corner. He's been back at school the last couple of days. But, but he's he still was, feeling crappy. He was very congested to, yeah. and to the point where his ears, he cannot hear us. Uh, and he's I, just playing with that's you. That's the thing. Yeah. As, as a parent, yeah, he's playing I, I, with I know that there's been moments where I clearly know he's having difficulty hearing. But I also know there's clearly moments like, hey, put the dishes on the counter, in the, you know, in, on the sink, into the dishwasher yeah. because they're your dishes, where he just walks away yeah. and pretends like he has yeah. no idea what I'm saying. So he's I know a baller. He's, it's he's, a baller move for him. He's playing it up for sure. And then the last two days, my daughter has stayed home with a fever. So she clearly, I think, picked up what he had. Yeah. And I have then, a daughter now that just tested positive for the flu. That sucks. I think everybody's family, as the Christmas season gets to us here, the holiday season, yes. I think everyone's got someone in their family that is hacking up mm-hmm. phlegm or has got a fever or body aches. or I had something a couple of weeks ago, but it wasn't too bad. I, I was slightly congested. I thought perhaps my son got what I had, yeah. and he, but he was much worse for the wear than I was. And again, my daughter's had, had a fever the last couple of days. Sylvie's man down today. Man yes. down. I don't think he was really sick more than he kind of lost his voice, right? Yeah, last Wednesday we were up at Hallis. And well, he's got to make was... sure that the tones, you know, the, the pipes are good for Sunday when the Bears and the Cardinals square off on the lakefront at 325. Well, and remember, it was last Wednesday when we told Jeff Joniak not to come join us right. in the Bears uh, radio booth that we broadcast from at Hallis because we didn't want to, con- you know. Because I was sick. Yes. You were, and Sylvie was losing Thayer's his voice. blaming me. I wonder if we're going to have to ask Jeff today at four o'clock when he joins us, if they're still blaming me, there was no question. And you were the one that made yes. this point the other day. My pet peeve. Any, yes, go ahead. Well, you express your pet peeve. It just listen. I get it. We nobody. I, I would think for the most part, ninety-five percent of the people out there, maybe ninety-nine percent of the people, do not want to get other people sick when they come down with something. But there is nothing unless you're a true asshat. Yes, yes. You're you're one of your like. If you want to get someone else sick, then you're a turd. That's like a Yurko. I'm going to keep two hundred dollar finder fee when I find your wallet. I know he's not that. Johnny's just putting you on. Johnny would take that wallet straight to the guard shack. I agree. I I agree with you. So, but I digress. Getting back to the if you have a virus, if you're contagious. Everybody will tell you you are contagious generally, like you're talking 48, 24 hours prior to having showing any symptoms. So anybody out there who blames someone else for getting you sick, yeah. you're ridiculous. It's unc- you are it's, ridiculous. It's uncalled for. 
Yeah. Most shaming. people will tell you, yes, I don't need your shame. It's health shaming. I didn't get you sick on purpose. That's right. I was contagious before I even knew was it was a factor. I do blame Peggy, though, but Pe- because Peggy had been sick for days before she started hacking up a lung up over there. Rolled, yeah. And then did a show with oh, you yeah. and just basically spit in your face. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so that's a different Literally story. Literally and figuratively, she was just... But listen, don't blame other people for getting you sick. That's they good. feel bad enough. Yeah. They, chances are they didn't do it on purpose. That's right. So don't go public up. service yeah, announcement. listen, they feel bad. They so know he it. didn't blame me either. And yeah. he would normally and, would, would love oh. to point a finger at me for something that was bothering him negatively. Yes. But he, there, no, he said he, he probably, he started feeling weird when he was coming back on the, on the plane or something Here's like the that. deal. If you want to participate in the society that we're all taking part in, you're going to have to take on the risk of getting sick every once in a while. Amen, If brother. you don't want to be a part of society, that's fine. Go ahead and be somebody who, you know, be a hermit, live in your house, and don't ever come out. Preach. That's, but we feel bad Reverend when we get Miller others Reverend Miller is on the pulpit. So that's, that was my, pulpit, uh, right? so. Pulpit? Yes. I'm pulpit. looking at Padre. That's Here's my no uh, PSA to all those out there who want to blame others for getting them sick. Uh, Tom Thayer. Okay. I yeah, we'll clear that up later. Go ahead. We'll clear so that up. Later. We were talking a little bit, reacting to Justin Fields. Spoke uh, about ten minutes ago. My expectation for Sunday—it's a late game, right? Three twenty-five. Three twenty-five. I also—we also have to talk about that. Yeah, I was looking at. Uh, not was, great for Christmas Eve celebrators. No, not for you. No, not if you're on the post-post game show. No. Um, um, but I—I I was doing a little work today, preparing uh, preparing for the covering the game. Uh, not on Sunday. I cover it from my couch, mm-hmm. but I just mean kind of talking about it. And um, I described. I know how Big Cat used to call the Bears frisky. They were a frisky team. I think the Cardinals, at least offensively, they're a bit frisky. Like, yes, you got to make sure you contain friskier than the Bears. On yeah, offense. you got to you got to contain Kyler Murray because if he's like Justin, if you let him get on the edge, off platform stuff, he can make you pay. And he's got some playmakers, Connor there. Their running back is a good player. Their tight end is a good player. You've fallen but, in love with Trey McBride a little bit. Yeah, good player. In your voice. Yeah, He's watching good. him. I like these these new tight ends that are are like wide receivers and tight yes. end bodies. Yeah, that can really stretch and, and strain a a defense. Like I always said that Gronk was the, the and this was years ago. Mm-hmm. He's the hardest cover on the field because he's too big and strong for for cornerbacks and. Too quick. He's too fast for, for safeties and linebackers. Yeah. So, like, he was such a matchup nightmare. But I do like those guys. I do like those guys a lot. But I think that, and this is a Cardinals defense, I think there's a really good opportunity for this Bears offense to, to have a really good day, a, little, uh, a really good afternoon on Sunday. They are, uh, especially against the run. They give. I think they're 31st yes. in the league. They give up, like, what, 140 yards and four and a half yards per carry. So. Overall, they are 25th in yards allowed as a defense, but yeah. they're 31st in points, points allowed. So, yeah, this is an opportunity. I know Justin was trying to sell the media that this, they present some problems. Well, well I mean, you know, when you're standing in front, everyone references Lou Holtz in a little, you know, yes. in terms of your presentation. Yeah. You're not going to stand up there and go, wow, this... This group sucks. Like, you know, the group we played last week, they show us a lot of stuff. You know, they're very yeah. well coordinated. Miles They've got Garrett's some difference makers. Miles is a freak. If I never see him again, oh, it, would, yeah. it would be too soon. But these Cardinals, they oh, don't, they suck. No Miles Garrett on the Cardinals. I yeah. can promise you that. Yeah, that's so. probably not the approach you want to go for as an opponent. So we get it. But this should be an opportunity for the Bears offense to look better. The problem is when you lose that game and you blow it to the Browns, 
We have three games remaining, and for all intents and purposes, they're not mathematically eliminated. But well, we're we're like, like the Giants are five and nine, and they have the edge over us. Yeah, uh, the Bears need to win out, and they also need all the teams in front of them. They need things to break right. You know, they need the right teams to lose. And as you, I think you said, and we all talked about. It, the the really depressing part of this is is most of the things Ugh. that they needed to have happen yeah. Yeah. for them to maintain at least a chance all transpired and happened for them and then they weren't able to close that deal. I've reached the point where time is up on Justin Fields. I know some Bears fans are clinging to the hope that they think Ryan Poles could potentially bring him back. Jesse tried to present the case with us in crosstalk. I vehemently disagree. I think you've hit the point in the road. There's n- there's nothing that can be accomplished in these final three games, especially when you consider the opponents and the defenses that are coming to town. It's not going to be good enough, whatever Justin does, for Ryan Poles to go forward with him next year, in my opinion. I told you at the start of the season I was giving it a full 17 games. told you when Justin came back I'm giving it a full seven. I I think everyone up there is leaning in the direction you're leaning, but I think you got to let this whole thing play out before, you know. Maybe well, you don't have to. I no, mean, no, you yeah. can make your proclamation whenever you want to make it as an individual. Um, I think that what people, I, I'm not going to tell people what they should do. I tell you what I I would do. First of all, first step is for me is to take try to take as much emotion out of the the equation as humanly possible. And then because of and something I've been saying for a couple of weeks, and then because of the magnitude of the decision, it's got to be in, in a nuanced evaluation mm-hmm. where you can't just look at me and say, spit at me, the last 17 games, these are your numbers. numbers yes. Because then I'm going to go back to you and I'm going to say, well, in those games, who are you facing? Which defenses were you facing? Are they heavily leaning towards a couple of performances? How'd you play against the better defenses? You know, it's just because it's such an enormous decision. So I just can't look at a, a line of stats and come to a conclusion. And a lot of the, the lines, you know, don't always tell the story either. I've seen that line. Last 17 games, total touchdowns, interceptions. Nobody wants to put fumbles into the equation, which is really silly to me because... Why need, who needs that extra column clutter, well, right, cluttering up the numbers? Right. And, like, like you're, okay, wait a second. So for the quarterback position, you're going to add the rushing touchdowns in the last 17 games into the positive column, mm-hmm. but you're not going to, for a dual-threat quarterback, put the fumbles into the negative column. That seems a bit like cherry-picking to me. I would me. think that's exactly what it so, is. So uh, the moral of my story is, Jeff, that like for me, if I'm Ryan Poles, this isn't an easy evaluation. It is very detailed. It is very, you know, it, it's exhausting, because you got to go through everything. You got to go through plays. You got to go down a distance. You got to take into consideration who's on the field, what the play call is, all of that stuff. It's it's just not. I don't think it's as easy as everybody wants to make it. But yeah, well, listen, I'm not going to tell anyone how to evaluate their favorite quarterback. And we've basically got full phone lines here. People want to talk, so oh. we're going to talk to them. Are we going to talk baseball or basketball? Sure. Bulls play the Lakers tonight. Yes, I have thoughts on that. Kobe White's looking to continue to Ooh. play well. You were you were early on that train. You were ready to go. You, know you, you were. Tra- I, I know. When, when they drafted him five years ago, this was the guy I said. This is who I want them to pick. Mm-hmm. Now it's taken almost five years for him to kind of morph into the player that I thought that maybe it, he could be. That in the absence of Zach Levine. Well, that's true as well. Has expedited that situation as but, well. But 
So I identify. I've got some basketball knowledge. All right. Yeah. I've got an eye for basketball talent. Tommy Roundball. No uh, one yeah, ever I'm said t- he works. Right. I. That is me. That is I. You have a keen eye. All right. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll talk a little bit about the Bulls hosting the Lakers tonight up at the UC. But before we get there, we do see uh, plenty of people want to talk Bears. So we're here for that. As your home of the Chicago Bears, I'm Jeff Meller, in for Sylvie on Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. You ready for this, uh, what do we call it, Tyler? Were we showing Meller on Sunday when our team comes out of the tunnel? Oh, geez. oh the wagons. The wagon. a look at the wagon. Bring, you look at the wagon. <laughs> Circle the wagons. Yeah. What is the, what is the, because this is big for us. I know nobody gives a rat's ass about somebody else's fantasy football team or somebody's fantasy football matchup. This is big for us. This is fair, and I we get down, it. We kept this kind of down, you know, on the down low, low key. Mm-hmm. But, like... You guys, uh, you be, guys want this one bad. We do want this one bad. I, listen, I we, love. We, listen, we're trying to get to the top of the mountain. Listen, who's favored? You come at the king, you best not miss. Is That's all right. I can say. Who said that? Who was? Who, who that was? was I believe that was Omar in the wire. In the wire. That's yes. right. Yes, oh, come at the king, series. you best not miss. Um, um, I was shocked at how his Michael Williams. How do I say? No, I mean he he's not with us any longer no. either. But I mean in the show, yes. His, His destiny, let me just say it that way. Yes, yes, yes. And how that transpired. It's funny you said that because, like, I was actually. I was, I was shocked when I saw it. Yes. Like, and I watched The Wire years after. I, and I, because I had been had, telling you for yes, years, I was. Yes, you have. I was like, come on, jump on in. Yes. It's a great show. Just yeah. like I've been telling you the same thing about Mad Men. One day, I you will watch. Why not? Well, the Mad Anyways. Man is too slow. Yeah, it's good. The Wire was not. The Wire was awesome. But. His role and how that all transpired. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That one caught was you off guard. It did absolutely yes, caught me off guard. Yeah, it was um, a great series. Though. No, it was fantastic. It's funny though. Who, but who's who's favored in this matchup? I believe Us versus you. I believe I am uh, the one. Probably Miller. Heavy. I have met, to, I have to heavy, go. I'm, I'm running favorite? through it. I don't know if it's heavy, and I've already stated this though. I am. Are we down to the final four, or where yes, are we at? We are in oh, the really? semifinals. We're in the semis. We're in the yeah. semifinals <laughs> of our uh, fantasy, our office who else fantasy. Is, uh, who else is still there? Alive and well is Danny Lynch. He actually He's usually pretty damn good. He is solid. He? he ended up uh, having the buy with me in the uh, previous week, so he was he clearly he was automatically into the next round. So, and he will be going up against. I have to scroll through here. Um, as I kind of well, don't you know who the final four are in this uh, league? You're the commissioner. He, he's for up against Sarah Spain. Okay, so Dan- Sarah's had a good year too. Yes, Danny Lynch and Sarah Spain right. are in the one side of the bracket, and then it is it is uh, young Team Ryan and Ian up against the Fighting Snappers. Who okay. I don't know how many times I I've haven't won this paid league. attention to anything fantasy football related this year, but this weekend I'll you, probably keep a close eye on it. Right now, as it stands, based on the matchups we have set, you are a 19-point underdog. Wow, that's big. That is big. <laughs> that is pretty Tyree big. Tyreek Hill playing this that? week? Dogs are barking. It's fair. Ooh, Listen, I'm resigned ooh, to my ooh, fate. Ooh. 
It's it's. I, I know I'm going to lose again. I said. Oh, wait, the, no, yeah. Who listen, are you now? You're taking Lou Holtz to the to the extreme. I know. Last week on our bye, the Fighting Snappers put up a lead high in any. points last no, week. Yeah, it matters. It matters. Jared Goff five touchdowns. Laporta three touchdowns. McCaffrey three. You know they're not doing that this week. Who do the Lions you have guys this are week? In prime shape, my friend. They have the Vikings. Ooh, that's in right. Minnesota. Oh, I can go to t- Brian Flores start. Dialing up some blitzes you should now. Send them, you should send them a note in Minnesota. Tell them you need... Uh, He's a BC guy, by the way. You know that? Yeah. yeah. I believe he played at BC. So, yeah, you uh, you guys are in good shape, I think, to take me down this week. I'm just going to say it. It's going to be a disappointing you, you year for the fighting believe Mr. Snappers. Holtz over here? Listen, man. Uh, Lou over here? We're going to call the you wagon, Lou. The wagon doesn't, we're going to be Ryan Day, all right? We're going to take a shot at Lou Holtz after this weekend. <laughs> did, did I fall right into the Justin Fields? Boy, you yes, put you me did. in the position of yeah. Justin Fields, and I immediately follow his lead. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about how he doesn't truly believe the Cardinals are good defense, and I just fall right in line and do yeah. the exact same no, thing. No, he didn't say that. He was telling you that he respects the, that's, the Cardinals that's defense. Where, yeah. I, and I was saying... Well, I was the one saying the Cardinals believe. defense. It sucks. Yeah, it's hot garbage. Yeah. But Not Justin. Justin wouldn't say that. I think your 7-7 seven and seven team is in good shape to take me down. That's where I'm at. So. so we got, just like the NFL, we got into the postseason with a 500 record. You did. And it was good well, enough. The, the, then, then fantasy football mirrors the NFL. Yeah. That's why people love it. It's their chance to, to live out their version I of the I got to tell you, I love, I'm, I've said this now for the last few weeks. I love this sport. I will never love any sport more than I love this fantasy sport. Fantasy football? No, no. Just football in general. Okay. But I'm tired of the mediocrity right now. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued from the mediocrity. Yes. I told you last week, the first three games that kicked off, Thursday and the two early Saturday games, every quarterback that played, all six of them yes. were backups or backups to backups. Yeah, it's been the year of the backup quarterback. A lot of injuries to starters across it's crazy. the league. Um, you know who's not mediocre is the 49ers. It'd be fun to have a team like that in this city. That's what I want the Bears to aim for. Excellent. Yeah, I think this is the... I can't remember a year where there was one team that, in my opinion, stood out head and shoulders above the rest of the league, or at least the conference. Mm -hmm. I've heard Shea talk about how, you know, he loves the Ravens and has the Ravens ahead of the 49ers. We'll figure that out. That's this weekend. Yeah, say Monday night. How about that? But, uh, you know, as of right now, I would would take the, the 49ers, but... Yeah, that's the they're they're the uh, what do you call them the gold standard? Yes, right there's one player on the Bears roster who thinks they're moving in the right direction. We'll let you hear what he had to say and take your calls coming up next.